is Chartered, Florida's first private takeover of a public school system from WLRN News. I mean, it's really staggering when you think about Jefferson County. Some of the students that are in high school have never attended a school with a passing grade. In Jefferson County, Florida, state leaders saw years of public school failure and an opportunity to create the state's first all-charter school district. That means the only public schools left in Jefferson County are charter schools, funded with public dollars, but run by a private organization instead of the government. This is a very new experiment for Florida. When we think of charter schools, you think of choice. That's not what we're doing. These students in Jefferson County have no choice. For this hour, we'll look at what happens when school choice is flipped on its head, when the alternative becomes the only option. I'm Jessica Bakeman. Stay with us. Jefferson County is dotted with empty, shuttered schools that tell two painful and intertwined stories. The gradual demise of public education here and the deep divisions forged by a history of racial injustice. There's a white-columned high school in downtown Monticello, the first brick school building in Florida, a national landmark. It was built by enslaved people in 1852. There's the historically black school that became the district's middle school after integration in 1970 and was later closed down. The elementary school with no doors on the classrooms. It was left behind two years ago when the state required the Jefferson County District to consolidate its schools onto one campus to save money. A roundabout at the center of Monticello offers a way out. A few actually. A sign says 19 south to St. Petersburg, 90 west to Tallahassee. For years, hundreds of parents, most of them white, have driven their kids elsewhere to get an education. But the kids who are left here in struggling, segregated schools, some of them feel trapped, like there's nowhere to go, like opportunities for an education or a job in Tallahassee or across state lines in Georgia are unreachable even just 20 or 30 miles away. Well, I grew up in a place like this. I grew up in southern Illinois in a very small town, uh, an impoverished town. But that school that I came from, in a small little town, has been very successful with its kids. I want to give that back. Like, I'm from an area where... This is Corey Oliver, and he's about to begin the biggest challenge of his career. He's the principal of Somerset Academy, Jefferson County, 800 students in three schools on one campus, the first district in Florida with all charter schools, which are publicly funded but privately run. It's August of 2017, a few days before the kids show up for the first day of school. This cluster of buildings and portable classrooms is the only public school campus left in Jefferson County. Before, just the middle high was here, but now the elementary is moving in, too. It is completely different than it was 60 days ago. All the landscaping, every wall, every floor. The placard on the door of his office doesn't say Mr. Oliver or Principal Oliver. It says, I'm Superman. 
Superman is actually the main theme of his office decor. There's a Christmas stocking, a full costume pinned to the wall, an office chair that looks like Superman's torso with a big red S and a six-pack. It goes back to when he was teaching at a Somerset Academy charter school in Pembroke Pines in Broward County. So I walked in to the classroom when uh-huh. these kids are not necessarily engaged in the reading and writing process, and I gave them each a Superman pen, and I said, on those days when you want to quit, when you can't do it anymore, I want you to look down, I want you to have your Superman pen on, and I want you to remember that you can do anything. After that, he started getting all the Superman gifts. Corey Oliver is the kind of principal who tells kids they can do anything and believes it. Good morning, everybody. Good morning. I love you. You know I say it every day. Principal Oliver is a big guy with a goatee, sometimes a scruffy beard. In his other lives, he's been a combat engineer in the Army and a drummer in a rock band. That's him playing the drums. He made the video for the school's Facebook page. Jefferson County isn't Corey Oliver's first tough assignment. After teaching in Broward County, he became the principal of a struggling charter school in Key West, and he helped turn it around. He thought his family's next move would be to Nashville. Nashville's Nashville's the the dream, dream, he says. Remember, he's a drummer. But then the charter school network in South Florida, where he worked, Somerset Academy, Inc., volunteered to take over Jefferson County schools. He went up to North Florida in the spring of 2017. He thought just for a visit. Immediately, these kids get you, and you fall in love with them. And he kind of surprised himself when he volunteered, too. They put him in charge. Principal Oliver is hoping some of the local families who got fed up with the failing schools that were here before and left will see all the improvements and feel as hopeful as he does. We just want them back. We want them here with us. We want them to be proud of being from Monticello, to want to be a part of their own community, their own home. Even before Somerset Jefferson opened its doors, state leaders who support charter schools started making an example of the district. It was a poster child for public school failure, ripe for private intervention. An argument for a statewide expansion of charter schools, which are publicly funded but privately run. The solution to the severe academic and financial crisis in Jefferson County, a private takeover. They could charter the whole district. Wasn't chosen by the people elected to lead the school district, the people who the Florida Constitution says are in charge. It was imposed by unelected state regulators at the Department of Education. Have all members voted. And funded by South Florida legislators who work for the charter school industry. 73 yeas, 36 nays, Madam Speaker. Show the bill passes. This story is playing out in rural North Florida, but Miami is running the show. We're going to tell you how this happened, how local officials brought their district to the brink of extinction, how state leaders engineered a takeover from a charter school operator that contracts with a for-profit company, How the Somerset Charter School Network has tried to prove itself in Jefferson County, a community 500 miles away from its home in South Florida, an undertaking that's been transformational for a lot of students. We're not just numbers. We actually mean something. But disastrous for some of the most vulnerable. He's a child. Putting a child in jail ain't going to teach them anything. 
the way Florida's first all-charter school district happened looks like justice to some and corruption to others. And here's the big picture. This experiment is already changing education in Florida forever. Everybody's watching. I mean, everybody tells me everybody's watching. Principal Corey Oliver is aware of those stakes. Is it a big deal if this school is successful? Absolutely. It affects charter schools all across the state of Florida. This school being the first takeover of a public school district, it makes sense to me why people would want to see if this, and I've heard it called an experiment, if this experiment works. And uh, it has to. Regardless of public charter or any of that, it has to work because it has to be about our kids here. This is their future. What happens to these kids if, if I fail? Everybody's watching. Everybody's watching. Some of those everybody's are state legislators. This legislative meeting in October 2017 is only about two months after the new Somerset Charter Schools opened in Jefferson County. Lawmakers are lining up administrators, teachers, and students to ask them how Florida's first all-charter school district is doing. My name is Christian Steen. I'm a senior at Jefferson County Middle High School Somerset Academy. Before Somerset came, you know, I used to ask myself, is it time for me to move on from Jefferson, knowing that that's where my whole family graduated? Is it time for me to go to another county, or is it time for me to go home school? Somerset have bought more, more opportunities for students. Like now we have drama clubs, we have culinary arts. You know, now the students are more focused in class, and there's not much skipping. Because last year, it was just a lot of skipping. This year, it's still the same knuckleheads. <laughs> but other than that, everybody else is on point. They're focused, and now everything is running smooth. So how did the Somerset Charter Schools make this dramatic change so quickly? Money was a big part of it. Between federal funds and loans the charter schools took out, Somerset had millions of dollars more to work with than what the traditional public schools had before. On day one, Somerset cleaned up Jefferson County's school buildings, built a culinary lab, replaced the gym floor. It says Somerset in big blue letters on this basketball court. This is a game during the first season after the charter school takeover. Somerset provided uniforms, new instruments for the school bands. Somerset hired more than a dozen security guards. The charter school network kept only about half the teachers already in Jefferson, then increased teacher salaries to among the highest in the state to attract new ones. Recruiting and retaining quality teachers was a big challenge for Jefferson County before, in part because the county is so rural. Jefferson County is just to the east of Tallahassee, stretching from Georgia to the Gulf. Picture rivers, streams, swamps, tall, skinny, longleaf pines, and oak trees dripping with Spanish moss. Cows grazing in green fields along country roads. Remember that North Florida is the deep south. 
This area's history is marred by slavery, the Confederacy, sharecropping, lynchings, Jim Crow. Jefferson County remains starkly segregated. When Somerset came in, Principal Corey Oliver, who's white, reached out to Black clergy, hoping to build support in the community. That's when Pastor Pedro McKelvin got involved. Hi, sir. Hi. Jessica Bacon. Pedro McKelvin. Wilani Missionary Baptist Church is a small, modest building on the end of a long dirt road in rural Jefferson County. It's celebrating 123 years. So glad I'm here. So glad I'm here. There's no announcement, no let's begin. Deacon Dan just starts singing and the congregation joins him. The pews are vibrating from clapping hands and tapping feet. Let the saints of God say amen. amen. Come on, let us say amen again. Amen. Now throw your head back and say amen like you mean it. Pastor McKelvin is from Jefferson County. He was a student here when the public schools integrated in 1970. He doesn't necessarily think that was a good thing. Monticello has always been a poverty-ridden town. Long time ago, it was, it was a little bit better because there was separation. You know, there was a black school, there was a white school. But The truth is, education is still black and white here. Most people who live in Jefferson County are white, but in recent years, almost three-quarters of the roughly 800 students in the public schools have been black. Hundreds of students attend a predominantly white Christian school in town. It was founded the same year the federal government forced the county to integrate its public schools. And a lot of students, mostly white, but black kids too, they leave. Hundreds more are homeschooled. Some uh, blacks were able to get out and go to college, move somewhere else. But there are those who could move out and they're there. So the kids are there. And Charter came about because of failness. Pastor McKelvin was skeptical about the charter schools at first. But eventually, Somerset won him over. He became an advisor to the Charter Network's governing board. He frequently visits the schools, walking freely from class to class. Now, he says, he sees opportunities for Black kids that weren't here before. I think the charter was the best thing happened to Jefferson in a long time. Segregation and inequality are plainly visible in Jefferson County. Mansions are surrounded by lush green farmland, a reminder of the cotton plantations that once fueled the economy on the stolen labor of enslaved African people. In the noticeably white downtown Monticello, there's a historic opera house, a bakery, antique stores. In the small city's black neighborhood, mobile homes are squeezed into tight blocks. A beauty salon and a soul food restaurant appear deserted, covered in tarps and overgrown with grass and moss. Over the years, there's been a lot of animosity between black and white members of the school board and a series of white superintendents. Several people I talked to, black and white, described the Jefferson County School Board as having two sides. You had two blacks and three whites. Now you, now you got three blacks and two whites. Two of the school board members for some time have been black. There's three now. Are there three? I mean, literally, on a five-person school board, 
black sat on one side, white sat on the other side. And there was no decorum, there was no professionalism. It was you against us. Besides Pastor McKelvin, that was a local amateur historian and a longtime teachers' union organizer. The recession wiped out hundreds of private sector jobs in Jefferson County, and the economy still hasn't recovered. At one point, nearly half of Jefferson County residents were commuting next door to Leon County for work, some taking their kids with them to go to school. Competing schools popped up nearby, drawing more students and more money away from the district. Local elected officials mismanaged the money they did have and blamed the district's problems on each other. We never were able to get anywhere because of the poor leadership and not working together collaboratively. This is school board member Sandra Saunders talking to legislators in the fall of 2017. Over the years, we never had a working superintendent and a working board together. It was always apart. So I think that's why we are here today. It was three years ago, back in the summer of 2016, when the Florida Board of Education first started talking about a forced takeover of Jefferson County schools. Can the governor intercede here with an executive order? district to be taken over completely. In early 2017, they gave Jefferson County three options. Close the schools and send students elsewhere. Hire somebody else to run the schools, which hadn't been done before and was unlikely to get approval. Or turn them into charter schools. Charter schools are technically still public, funded with tax dollars, but they're run by private organizations, sometimes in contract with for-profit companies. This has been a rush rush to a charter school. Local civil rights activist C.P. Miller denounced the process at a Jefferson County school board meeting in March 2017. The school board only have one choice. This is not a competitive process. How can the school board make an intelligent decision looking at one application? They can't do it. That choice was Somerset Academy, founded in Miramar in 1997, the only charter school operator that formally applied for the job. Somerset is a nonprofit, but it's closely linked to a for-profit company in Miami, Academica. Somerset pays Academica millions of dollars every year to help run its schools, to do administrative things like recruiting staff, providing legal representation, complying with state and federal laws. In the spring of 2017, Somerset operated dozens of schools, mostly in Miami-Dade and Broward counties, and mostly considered high-performing by the Florida Department of Education. Last night, Jefferson County School Board were facing a crucial decision. State Education Commissioner Pam Stewart. And I am so proud of them that they chose to put the students first. The Jefferson School Board accepted the Somerset takeover, but later said the decision was under protest. Sandra Saunders again at a legislative meeting. We really feel like a fair chance was not given to the board, but we're trying to work with what we have no other choice in doing. All five members of the Jefferson County School Board declined multiple requests for interviews with WLRN over more than a year. One board member, Bill Brumfield, wrote in a text, quote, We had no choice on the charter school. It was crammed down our throats by the Department of Education. When I called Charles Boland, another school board member, his wife answered the phone. She said he didn't want to talk to me. But if I wanted to hear from a retired Jefferson County teacher and former president of the now-defunct teachers' union, I could come over to their house and talk to her. 
So I did. It wasn't the will of the voters. I mean, I think the voters found out about it after it happened. This is Andrea Boland. And so I think it's, it's totally obliterated local rule. How can a locally, democratically elected official not have any power? Yesterday, I had an appointment with a vendor to show us a piece of software. And I opened the door and he said, are you the superintendent? And I said, yes, sir. And he said, I've been calling on school districts for 30 years and I've never had a superintendent open the door. <laughs> and I said, well, welcome to Jefferson County. Marianne Arbulu is a superintendent without a school. She was elected in 2016, just in time for the takeover. Arbulu started out alone in this small office building. Now her administrative assistant, her sole employee, answers the door. Hi, how are you? Arbulu fingerprints charter school job candidates, fulfills public records requests. She proctors exams in the evenings for the district's small adult education program. Her computer shut off during one of our interviews. No IT for her to call. Arbulu is a Republican, just like the state education officials who forced the charter takeover. And she supports charter schools. But she doesn't think charters should have been chosen for the county. She's a home rule gal, she says. Those folks weren't elected to run the school district, okay? When you have a department, an agency, coming in and dictating who and what and how, that goes against the grain. The state didn't just initiate the transition to charter schools in Jefferson County. The Florida Department of Education also controlled the whole thing from behind the scenes. They were able to do that mainly because the Jefferson County School District's finances were a mess. Officially, the district was in financial emergency, which gave the state a lot more power. The Department of Education, or DOE, required Superintendent Arbulu to get direct approval before spending even a dollar. As far as we're concerned, I, I think the former administration at DOE played in places they shouldn't have. Arbulu says former because there's now a new education commissioner. More on that later. Micromanaging, selecting staff for me, selecting vendors for me, you know, those things were simply inappropriate. They absolutely were appropriate. That's the former education commissioner, Pam Stewart. When you're under financial emergency and all of your purchases have to be approved, I felt it very important that I make sure that they are being fiscally responsible. The Florida Constitution says school boards and superintendents are responsible for the schools in their districts. But it gives the state the power of supervision. The legislature gets to decide what that means. What happened in Jefferson County was an aggressive form of supervision. And it's making school boards and superintendents in the rest of Florida nervous about the creeping influence of state officials into their districts, nervous that they could be the next Jefferson County. You're listening to Chartered, Florida's first private takeover of a public school system. From WLRN News, I'm Jessica Bakeman. For more than a decade, Jefferson County's elementary and middle high have been some of the worst schools in Florida. The state gives each school a grade, like an ABC kind of grade. It's mostly based on students' test scores. Jefferson County has had Ds and Fs for a long time. That's what led to this extreme action. 
making the district all charter schools, publicly funded but privately run. Principal Corey Oliver knew academics were going to be a big challenge, but it's the school's culture that he says shocked him. You have to understand that the bulk of their life has been in a failing school system. There was a lot of teachers moving in and out of the district. There wasn't any consistency. So that's hard on kids. He says when students have a conflict, they resolve it by fighting, physically. It's not the kids, it's the choices. It's the behaviors that we've got to work on. Three months into Jefferson County's first school year as privately run charter schools, the culture of fighting led to a major setback, a threat to all the progress they'd made. November 2nd, 2017, 8.30 in the morning. A chaotic, violent brawl breaks out between the football team and other students on campus. This is audio from the school police officer's body camera. Tell them 1018, 1018. means lights and sirens. Get here fast. The older students are lingering in an outdoor area on campus around breakfast time. A football player shoves another boy, and that one altercation multiplies into more and more. You got several individuals fighting up here. You got about seven, eight fights up here. Students are punching and kicking and stomping each other. It takes nine cops to get the fight under control and two vans to transport the 15 students who got arrested to the juvenile detention center. Principal Corey Oliver is out of town for a charter school conference. He comes back. If you would raise your right And Sergeant hand Dan hand Williams from the Jefferson County Sheriff's Office interviews him the next day. Yeah. And you understand that if you knowingly make misstatements of fact to me during this week. This is the recording of their interview. <laughs> I'm sorry. starting to hate the school yet? <laughs> no. I love these kids. These kids can more power to they you, can man. do it. Uh, man, we had gone three or four weeks without a single high school fight. And then to blow up this bad after four weeks of nothing? Yeah. That that kicks you right in the gut. You know. Sergeant Williams says the fight could hurt the controversial charter school experiment in Jefferson County. And it looks bad. For the for the people who are against this, it looks bad. Yeah. Um you know, so I, I hate it for you because I know that's obviously going to be an obstacle down the road. Sergeant Williams suggests some of the kids involved in the fight shouldn't be allowed back at school. He's white, and here he's talking about black kids. You can give them all the chances you want, but yeah. good luck. And I ain't going to say they're a gang, but if they were smart enough to make one, they probably would. Yeah. Principal Oliver says... Well, but this is it, I mean, for them. This is it for them. My name is Andrew Deneen. I'm the chief felony prosecutor for Jefferson County, Florida. There was a large group of juvenile defendants that were arrested all at once. Obviously, uh, there's a self-defense claim that's possible for many of them. Some cases were dismissed based off of lack of evidence. Many juveniles were given diversion through the JDAP program. The Juvenile Diversion Alternative Program. Basically, probation. Don't get in trouble for three or six months or a year, and the charges will be dropped. In these cases, disrupting a school function, a misdemeanor. We're talking about a fight at the school. This isn't a particularly heinous crime. Most of these defendants resolve their cases that way. Not particularly heinous, as far as the criminal justice system is concerned. At school, though, the students didn't get off so easy. 
For a couple kids, the fight was the last straw. We'll tell you more about that later in this hour. According to the police, the students weren't solely to blame. Sergeant Williams told the people he interviewed he suspected the football coach, Leroy Smith, of antagonizing the fight. Smith is black. He's kind of manipulating the football team into looking like his goon squad, basically. He tells his players at a practice, if you don't back up your teammate, you're a bunch of put- This next interview is with the athletic director, the coach's boss. This is what I'm being told. The coach out there showing them how to fight at practice a couple days ago. Wow. So he was out there showing the moves that that his boxing coach had showed him. That's not what we hired him for. He has more power over those players than the coach I had, that we had down here, that I see. You know, the guy that's probably one of the most influential people on this campus. Yeah. Well, he's a football coach, so... The sheriff's office wrote up a probable cause affidavit to arrest Coach Smith for allegedly contributing to the delinquency of minors. The state attorney's office said there wasn't enough evidence. Coach Leroy Smith has overcome a lot of the same challenges that his students face. He's from another rural county in North Florida. He had twins before he graduated high school. He went to Florida State on a football scholarship and then played in the NFL. He came back to teach in his hometown, and he started a nonprofit where he takes kids on college tours. I interviewed Coach Smith earlier this year, and he said he had nothing to do with the fight. I'm the scapegoat. You know, you got to have, have a, a guy to point the finger at. If I started that fight, I would have walked away. I, because one thing about it, my name is bigger than the job. It happened last year. It's over, and this is a new year. I'm not going to bring up the past for it to resurface. It's gone. It's wiped away. and It's not wiped away for the students who never came back to school after the fight. One fight will not get a kid expelled. So I'm not going to let you point that at me, you know, uh, uh, saying that it was because of that fight. No, 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 no. It, it, It happened. Like I said, it's in the past. I'm all on a positive vibe in 2019. The evidence the sheriff found of Smith's aggressive behavior isn't isolated. Police records include allegations of him interrupting classes and threatening to assault a school staff member. His personnel file shows he was formally reprimanded for having a profane outburst over his salary in front of other teachers and students. Somerset administrators knew the police believed Smith was involved with the fight, but there was nothing in his personnel file about that. A spokeswoman for the charter school wouldn't say whether he was disciplined. Almost two years after that fight, this August, shortly after we asked the charter school to comment on the allegations against the football coach, Somerset fired him. The principal put out a statement saying he couldn't get into specifics as to why. Hiring Coach Smith was one of the last things the Jefferson County School Board did before losing power over their district. Put your hands together. (laughs) But Coach Leroy Smith. That's the athletic director at a school board meeting in March 2017, the same meeting when the board voted to turn over their schools to Somerset Academy. I coach with three things. Three things. Discipline, love, and heart. Discipline to do what you're supposed to do when your boss is around or not. We call that character. Love. Love for yourself. Love for God, 
and love for others. In heart, the heart of a champion, whether things are going good or going bad. I think with those things, everybody in here can succeed. Under Coach Smith, the Jefferson County Tigers did succeed on the football field. This is the team singing in a huddle at a football game. Somerset posted the video on the school's website. In 2018, the Tigers won their first playoff game in seven years. Proponents of charter schools say they empower parents to choose how they want their children to be educated. It's not that simple in Jefferson County, Florida. The only public schools left are charter schools, funded with taxpayer dollars, but run by a private organization instead of the government. And charter schools don't have to follow all of the same laws and regulations that traditional public schools do. Not all parents here feel empowered. My baby went to jail November 2nd. I got him out Thanksgiving Day. Kathy Woody's son was one of 15 students at Jefferson County's new charter schools who got arrested because of that big fight on campus. That was November 2017, a few months after Somerset Academy took over. Now it's February 2018, and her son Nyquez has been in and out of school for months. I have no faith in the school system. If you would give me a million dollars or to close the school down, I wouldn't even take the money. Close the school down, bust these kids somewhere where somebody going to care for them. Nyquez thinks it's unfair that he got arrested during the fight. They should never charge us because we was just defending ourselves. It's 18, 16 years old fighting against 14, 13 years old. Nyquez is only 14, a minor. To protect his privacy, we're not going to use his last name. After the fight, Nyquez was in juvenile detention for three weeks. He went back to school after Thanksgiving, and then he got arrested again, this time for bringing two knives to campus. He says he didn't realize they were in his book bag, and he went back to jail for a while. Nyquez wants to go back to school. He thinks he can finish, but his mom says, how? How? You can't even stay in school for more than a week. I don't know. I might not finish it here, but I'm going to finish it, though. I'm going to finish it for me and my mama. What do you want to do after high school? Go to the Air Force to get away. I feel like if I get away, I can experience more and live life. Because when I get out of the Air Force, I ain't going to have my mama around here. She's going to have a better place. And my grandma and my granddad. Eventually, Nyquez got another chance at school. But there were some other kids who got arrested because of the fight and never made it back. Remember how I said the Somerset Charter School takeover of Jefferson County has been transformational for some kids and disastrous for others? That's even true within families. There's a pair of brothers, Calvante and Anthony, who were both arrested because of the fight. It was a turning point for both of them. In the after, their futures looked different. Because both Calvante and Anthony were minors at the time of their arrests, we're not going to use their last name or their mom's to protect the family's privacy. Anthony was 14 at the time, 
in eighth grade. He'd never been arrested before. It felt bad getting arrested. I feel like I let my mama down because she ain't raised her like that. I was just like angry at the time. He said going to court was shocking. He got probation and a 10-day suspension from school. And I don't want to ever have to go through that no more. That's why I changed life for the better. Now he and his mom say he's thriving. Someone said just give me a chance. Like I used to be a bad student. Like they seen good in me, so they gave me chances and like I started playing football. Uh, I feel like now they see that we not really dumb kids that everybody thought we were. Like I wanna make my mom proud and be the one to go to college and stuff. And help my family out. He'll be my first at finish school and go beyond to do what he needs to do. His mom, Renee. I mean, I'm a single parent trying to raise my kids, and it's been a struggle, and I always tell them, you know, I don't never want them to go to jail or get in trouble. I went to jail, and I wound up dropping out of school early because I had a child at an early age. I want to see my boys just make it. Calvante, the older brother, was almost 17 the day of the fight. He said he started fighting to protect Anthony against an older kid who was attacking him. That's what the investigator from the sheriff's office said, too, in the police interviews. Calvante got a much harsher punishment. He wasn't allowed to come back to school for 45 days. That's a quarter of the school year. Somerset calls it an alternative to expulsion. Students are given a laptop, a portable Wi-Fi device, and they're enrolled in virtual school so they can take their classes online at home. I was very pissed, and I came and talked to Mr. Oliver about that, and he told me if he did so much work, he would get him back in school. There were 10 other kids who got the same punishment, according to the principal. One of them was DeAndre Parker. He was 18 when he got arrested for fighting at Somerset Jefferson. Michael Huggins is DeAndre's adoptive father. He was suspended for, you might as well say, definitely. I didn't understand it. It was just unheard of. Somerset doesn't call this a suspension, although that's how the students and their families describe it. DeAndre also got a laptop, internet, and access to virtual school. How you give somebody a computer and just tell them, you know, this is what you need to do and that's it. Fights, suspensions, even arrests. These were not new for Jefferson County. There were lots of discipline problems in the regular public schools before the charter schools came in. But when there were fights before, students got suspended for up to 10 days. Then sometimes they were sent to an alternative school, a separate campus for students with behavior problems. When Somerset came in, administrators closed Jefferson County's alternative school. They brought students in that school back to the regular campus, hoping to give them a fresh start. But after this fight in November 2017, Somerset created a different alternative program where students take classes online at home. A spokeswoman for the Charter School Network argues the program is a positive alternative that helps keep students from dropping out. She says parents and students choose this option, although it certainly wasn't what the families who I talked to wanted. Principal Oliver says he worked hard to give these students chances. He says they squandered them. I provided laptops for these kids. I put these kids in programs, and they did none of the work. So you, you have to understand that mindset. It's never my fault. It's always somebody else's problem. 
How do you, as the principal, or how do their teachers make sure that they're actually being educated and not just doing nothing? Well, at what point does the onus fall on the family? Am I supposed to go house to house, knock on the door and say, oh, you didn't do your work today? Principal Oliver says he needs to protect students from classmates who might pose a threat. There are plenty of children that do not belong in a regular school setting. I don't have to bring up Parkland to know this is a serious concern for us. Children need to think of school as a sanctuary for academics. And when other kids make that impossible, where's the real ethical problem at? Letting this continue to happen over and over and over again? Or are we going to do something about it? I wanted to get some other opinions on this alternative to expulsion. I talked to someone who in a way represents an alternate future for Jefferson County. Jesse Jackson is the superintendent of another charter school network that was asked to take over Jefferson, but didn't end up applying. He leads Lake Wales Charter Schools in Polk County. Think about if you have children that are academically distressed, if they miss one, two, three, four days out of school, that's a hardship. If you're talking about 45 days out of school, that's failure. DeAndre and Calvante never recovered from their 45 days out of school. Michael Huggins again, DeAndre's adoptive father. He got a kid out of school. It was like he was forced to be an adult fast. And it's like he didn't care anymore. The students and their families say they wanted to come back to Somerset Jefferson. Calvante's mother said she believed Principal Oliver that her son would eventually get back to campus if he kept up his work online. But even after the 45-day online program at home, the families say the charter school administrators wouldn't let the students come back to school. Somerset leaders said they couldn't comment on this, citing federal laws that protect students' privacy. DeAndre's father. And I was trying to figure out, like, why, why was it like that? Are y'all going to accept him to come back to school or he's kicked out? They didn't ever say. Charter schools can't expel students. They can recommend that a student is expelled, but only elected school boards can make the final decision. That's in state law, and it's specifically stated in Somerset's charter contract with the Jefferson County School Board. The law also guarantees that students get a chance for due process, a hearing in front of the school board, before they lose their constitutional right to a public education. DeAndre, Calvante, and their families say the students weren't allowed back at school, but they weren't officially expelled. That year, there were no expulsions in Jefferson County. In March 2018, more than four months after that fight, and more than 45 school days later, DeAndre and Calvante were arrested again, this time accused of committing an armed robbery in Tallahassee, which is near Jefferson County, taking some weed, electronics, and a puppy. There was a third person who was allegedly with them, and the police say he shot one bullet into the dark apartment. It hit two people. They both survived. So Calvante and DeAndre are facing attempted murder charges too, even though the cops don't think they tried to kill anybody. They both pled not guilty and are awaiting trial scheduled for November.
Hello, you have a prepaid call from an inmate at the Leon County Jail, Tallahassee, Florida. You may begin speaking now. Um, hello? Hi, Calvante. Calvante is from Monticello in Jefferson County and spent most of his life there with his mom and four brothers. I've been locked up for like over a year, so all I know right now is jail, jail, jail. Calvante says he's innocent. He turned 18 in jail. It just took me away from my family and all the fun I could have and what I could be doing productive out there in life. But I know if I get out, I know I'm on further my career and I'm going to go back to school and get my high school diploma and just try to do, do a lot better. DeAndre Parker has also been in jail for more than a year. He's 20 now. He was hoping to go to college. And under state law, he could have gone for free because he used to be a foster kid. This recording of our phone call from jail is hard to understand. DeAndre is saying, quote, when I got kicked out of school, it was like nothing was the same anymore. DeAndre and I also exchanged letters. He wrote, I feel like Somerset is a good school, but they were wrong for kicking me out. Now I'm probably facing time in prison. That's not the school's fault, but really, if I were to be in school, I would not be in the situation that I'm in now. I really wanted to finish school there. I'm a very smart student, but I do understand that sometimes I may need help. I want to go to college and become something with myself. I don't want to be sitting in this place, losing a lot of the things that I've gained. You're listening to Chartered. Florida's first private takeover of a public school system. From WLRN News, I'm Jessica Bakeman. Despite the setback, that big fight in November 2017, Principal Corey Oliver is still full of hope for his experiment in Jefferson County. He's leading three schools on one campus, the first all-charter school district in Florida. Hi, Dean Thomas. How are you? Pretty good. He takes me on a tour of campus in January 2018, about halfway through the first school year as Somerset Academy, Jefferson County. Little Christopher there is a drummer. We listen in on the classrooms of his star teachers. Some were here before and some are new. He can't help but do a little teaching himself. Here he's teaching the second graders a new word. That's their teacher, Miss Barrington. Anybody else need a pencil? On the middle high school side of campus, the algebra students are getting ready for a quiz. Principal Oliver makes them an offer. High score gets five bucks from me. Oh, yeah, why not? Highest score today on your test. Five bucks for me. Oh, okay, okay. You gotta shake on the, you gotta shake on Students are preparing for state tests in the spring. Tests that will largely determine whether Somerset Academy, Jefferson County is considered a success. The tests are the main component of the grades the state gives out to schools on an A through F scale. The grades are far from a perfect reflection of how well schools are doing, but they're really high stakes. Before, Jefferson County's public schools earned D's and F's for years, and that's why the district got taken over by the charter school network from South Florida. Several months after this visit, the grades come in, and Principal Corey Oliver has something to celebrate. This is a video of Oliver and his staff doing the wobble 
It was posted on the Somerset website. Under Somerset, Jefferson's grades came up to C's for the first time in about a decade. Most students still failed state tests, but the scores were so much higher than previous years. Their improvement made the grades jump up. Principal Oliver knew that would be hard to maintain. Year two is going to be significantly more difficult. We will not go backwards. We will not. And we're going to do everything, whatever it takes to not do that. I just can't let it happen. The school grades are impressive, but they don't tell the whole story. Students haven't come back to Jefferson County as quickly as administrators hoped. The charter schools are spending millions and warning that money isn't sustainable. Discipline problems have continued. In the fall of 2018, as Somerset Jefferson progresses into its second school year, Principal Oliver is starting to get discouraged. You can probably tell I have a little bit different demeanor than I usually do, but I guess I'm frustrated now that I wasn't before. I knew what I was, I kind of knew what I was walking into, (laughs) but I've kind of reached the end of my line when it comes to the nonsense that has been circling up here for all these years. And I just want my kids to be successful. I'm tired of the excuses. Creating an all-charter school district, Florida's first in rural Jefferson County, was mainly the State Board of Education's decision. But state legislators were involved too, specifically powerful Republican lawmakers from South Florida, some of them with personal and financial connections to charter schools. On November 8, 2017, six days after that big fight at Somerset Academy, Jefferson County, Oliver and some other Somerset leaders are asked to appear at a meeting of the House Education Appropriations Committee. Representative Larry Lee, the leading Democrat on the committee, has a question. I don't like rumors, so I always like to go to the source. But I heard that there were 15 arrests. Can you, can you elaborate on what I'm gonna happened? I'm going to have the principal elaborate on that. Okay. Yeah, and, 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 and we would hold off on that, ranking member, with all you know, due respect. Let's try to get through the financial things uh, first, because that's really the concern. The committee chair interrupts before the principal can answer. That's Manny Diaz Jr., a Republican from Hialeah. He has a lot of power over public school budgets. But that's not his only job. Florida has a part-time legislature, so lawmakers have day jobs too. And sometimes their work in the legislature and outside overlap. That's usually allowed under state ethics laws and rules as long as lawmakers don't put money directly in their own pockets or their employers. Manny Diaz also works at Doral College in Miami-Dade County. It's a private school founded to offer college-level courses to charter school students. And it's closely tied to Somerset Academy, the South Florida charter school network that took over Jefferson County schools. Both Doral College and Somerset are affiliated with the same for-profit company, Academica. And Somerset pays Doral College to offer advanced classes at its high schools, including the one in Jefferson. Some critics, like teachers' unions and advocates for government transparency, say that's a big problem, that Diaz writes laws and budgets that help charter schools while working for the charter school industry. If I could, Mr. Chair, I'm just saying... How I'm, could, not gonna, I'm not ready to have a back and forth about this, uh, Representative Noon. So if you want to have that conversation offline, I'd be glad to have Throughout it. this meeting, but Representative Diaz tries to stop his colleagues from asking about anything other than money. 
It's your prerogative, but they're standing right here, sir. So thank that's, you. That's correct. They are. Representative Manny Diaz used his position in the legislature to help with the Jefferson County Charter School takeover in two important ways. First, he helped the Jefferson School District get some extra money to pay teachers who were being fired because the Somerset Charter Schools didn't want to keep them. The district owed the teachers money for their leftover vacation days and sick days, but couldn't afford to pay for it. Without that money, the charter school takeover might not have been possible. I asked Diaz about this, and he argued it wasn't a conflict of interest, even though he's closely linked to Somerset through his day job at the private college in Miami. It's funny because that money went to the district. It didn't go to Somerset. It went to the school district. It went to Jefferson County Schools. So I don't see what a conflict would be there. But the funding was specifically so that they could fire staff that was required because of the charter school turnaround. The county received those monies, to be clear, in order to fulfill their obligations to those teachers. There was no Somerset money there. The other way Diaz helped Somerset was with a bill called Schools of Hope. The idea was to give charter schools millions of dollars if they open in communities where traditional public schools have struggled for years. It was a major priority for Republican House Speaker Richard Corcoran in 2017. And Corcoran was clear. He had Jefferson County in mind. Jefferson County, a failure factory. Basically, the school board threw up their hands and said, we give. It's it's a disaster. This is an interview with WFSU-TV, the Florida Channel, in April 2017, during Corcoran's first session as speaker, before lawmakers passed his Schools of Hope bill. Corcoran is talking about Somerset here. One of the high-performing charters came in, made the bid, um, knowing that we're working towards the School of Hope program, knowing that there's going to be an opportunity for them to draw down additional funds so that they can succeed. They took the bid. Jefferson County awarded to them. It's never overnight, but I promise you Jefferson County will turn around with this, with this program. When the law passed, Corcoran credited Manny Diaz for making it a reality. And two guys who helped shepherd it through were Mike Baleka and Manny Diaz. So if it's all This right, is when Governor Rick Scott Diaz signed the law in 2017. Thank you, Speaker, and thank you, Governor. And Governor, I just Somerset want- schools in Jefferson became the first schools of hope. They got two and a quarter million dollars. Corcoran had predicted that would happen. So Jefferson County will turn around with this with this program. Diaz said he didn't see it coming. Okay, so but when you were um, working on that, were you aware of the fact that Somerset would apply for or ultimately receive schools of hope funding? No. The state leaders who funded Florida's first all-charter school district got promoted. Manny Diaz Jr. was in the state House of Representatives before. In 2018, he got elected to the state Senate. Good afternoon. The Senate Education Committee will now come to order. And he was appointed chair of the Education Committee in his first term. Chair Diaz. Present. The former House Speaker Richard Corcoran is now the Education Commissioner, overseeing all public schools in Florida. His policies to attract more charter schools to the state helped him get the job, and he immediately advocated for a further expansion of the privately run schools. Look what Somerset's already done in Jefferson County that, that the public system couldn't do for decades. We should have more of it, not less of it. Somerset Jefferson delivered what the legislature was looking for. All right, well, members, you've heard quite a bit about Jefferson County and the history of failing schools in that community. And today, uh, we have them with us, but it's one of the success story of, of what... A charter school success story worth replicating. This is the House Education Committee in February 2019. 
people don't believe in us. People don't believe that we can become better, that we actually mean something to someone. And Summer said they taught us that we have a chance at life. Ayana Bradley is a junior who had left Jefferson County for school but came back, just like Principal Corey Oliver wanted when he took over the schools. People told me, oh, just because you're from Monticello, you're not going to be anything. I want to come back with my master's and just show it in their face. I did it. This is what we're here for. This is why we don't sleep. This is why we work seven days a week. This is why it's a 15-hour day job. Because if you quit one second, one time, and one child sees that, you've lost them all. In the second year of Somerset Academy, Jefferson County, 2018-19, the charter school experiment was dealt a pretty harsh blow. The middle and high schools maintained their C's, but the elementary school, which had also come up to a C, dropped back down to a D. There are three more years left for the charter schools in Jefferson County to prove themselves before their contract expires. In 2022, either Somerset will continue on with Florida's first all-charter school district, or the Jefferson County elected officials will take back their public schools. Because of Jefferson County's example, the Florida legislature expanded Schools of Hope, the program that offers millions of dollars in hopes of attracting charter schools to neighborhoods with failing public schools. Before, charter schools of hope could get extra money to open in a five-mile radius of a school with years of D or F grades from the state. Read the next amendment. But under a new law passed this spring, there'll be a lot more room for the special charter schools to expand. Senator Diaz, you are recognized to explain the amendment. Thank you, Mr. President. And this amendment allows School of Hope to authorize a location within an area of a Florida Opportunity Zone. Opportunity zones are areas designated in President Trump's tax plan as being economically depressed. There are more than 400 of them in Florida. They're now all potential new homes for future charter schools of hope. There are no plans yet for another all-charter school district. But communities within bigger school districts are already set to be transformed by new charter schools coming in. Two of the biggest charter school operators in the country, nonprofits, are opening new schools in Florida's urban neighborhoods where traditional public schools have struggled, with millions in extra taxpayer dollars from the Schools of Hope program funded by state lawmakers. Small, rural Jefferson County was first. Neighborhoods in Miami, Tampa, and Jacksonville are next. You've been listening to Chartered, Florida's first private takeover of a public school system, a special investigative report from WLRN News. You can find a lot more, including documents and interactive graphics at WLRN.org slash chartered. This hour was reported and produced by me, Jessica Bakeman, edited by Alicia Zuckerman, mixed by Merritt Jacob. Thanks to Teresa Frontato, Terrence Shepard, Tom Hudson, and the whole team at WLRN News. Thanks for listening. <laughs>